the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And good night, America. Wait, that's it? Oh, it, no. I pulled a Fetterman. My apologies. Uh, hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio show. May, may I just ask the question that's on, on that's on everyone's mind across the fruited plain? First of all, did you see the did you see the debate last night between Doctor Oz and John Fetterman? And if you did, I asked this question of you, ladies and gentlemen: What the heck? What the heck was that? Unbelievable what we saw last night, and uh, we're going to be doing a deep dive into this. We've got some great guests coming up today. Herschel Walker is going to be here, so if you folks from Georgia, you have questions that you want us to uh, pose to uh, Herschel, you give us a call. Uh, We're going to be talking with Dick Morris from Newsmax TV, also two of the top political strategists and pollsters in America, and these guys have a track record of getting it right all the time. Matt Towery and also Robert Cahaley, who is with the Trafalgar Group. Uh, you hear them on uh, Hannity's show all the time, and uh, they're happy to hang out with us today. 13 days until the midterm elections, and we've got a lot of ground to cover. But we're going to be taking your calls specifically about this debate last night. Do you, <laughs> who do you think is ultimately responsible for John Fetterman being on that stage last night? And I want to get your thoughts on what you saw on that debate stage. Unfettered, ladies and gentlemen. 844-747-8868. Your reaction to that debate, that's 844-747-8868. Now, we've got a lot of audio to play from this. Uh, First of all, this is how John Fetterman actually started the debate, cut number 10. As lieutenant governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. You know, it, it was like, I don't know, the cookie monster was up there debating. Oh, we, me want cookie. Me want fracking. Me don't want fracking. It was unbelievable. Uh, as a matter of fact, we do have the audio here. This just gives you an idea of of what we were dealing with last night. And I don't know if, if anybody's been able to reach out to the people that were doing the sign language on this one, but thoughts and prayers, ladies and gentlemen. Thoughts and prayers, cut number nine. 
Mr. Oz, I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking. And I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. So he supports fracking, he doesn't support fracking, and then he supports fracking. This was unedited, folks. I mean, this was this was a, a, a literal sentence. And believe it or not, this was one of the more coherent sentences. I mean, John Fetterman makes Joe Biden look as eloquent as Ronald Reagan. I, I've never seen anything like this before. Half of Pennsylvania voters, by the way, and I want you to hear this, and this is why this is important. Half of the Pennsylvania vote-by-mail ballots were cast before last night's debate. Now, you can read into that what you want to read into it, but my concern here is that you had a lot of people voting for John Fetterman who thought he was some sort of a a functioning human adult and not a, a gibbering child here which is what we got last night. And look, I'm not making fun of the poor guy because he's had a stroke. But the guy ought to be in rehab, not on the campaign trail. So there is some polling data. 82% of viewers say Dr. Oz won the Senate debate against John Fetterman. My my question is only 82%? Who are the morons who thought that John Fetterman actually won that debate? There's really not a good way to spin what happened last night for the Democrats. A spokesman for Fetterman said he did better in the debate and that he spoke better than he did in the primary. I mean, you saw the guy. Do you think that do you think that guy is capable of being a a senator? By the way, there's a lot of controversy surrounding this closed caption system they were using. So so part of the debate agreement was that the Fetterman campaign wanted wanted to be able to write the questions out so that Fetterman could see them in front of him because he's having a hard time comprehending. So there's a comprehension problem here. And so they agreed to it. And to Dr. Oz's credit, Dr. Oz didn't have anything like that, but Dr. Oz didn't need anything like that. Dr. Oz clearly won that debate. And if people were actually being honest, I would say 100% of the people who watched would say, he actually won. Oh, I've got to play this soundbite. Dr. Haas, he got a pretty good pretty good zinger in on the minimum wage. Cut number one. John Fetterman shoots too low. We want much more money than that. And there are many ways to achieve that. But John Fetterman thinks the minimum wage is his weekly allowance from his parents. He's not really cognizant of the real challenges. So, well, it's true. Uh, so anyway, uh, now, so Team Fetterman's coming out, and they're trying to do damage control here. And they're saying the problem was that there were hiccups in the in the closed-circuit captioning thing that they were using, and they blamed it all on the debate organizers. Well, I'm telling you, the TV network came out, and they are fighting mad. They said there was nothing wrong with the system at all. Uh, the campaign said, well, there were a lot of misspelled words. That was the problem, misspelled words. Well, um, according to the TV network, they say that's a load of hooey. And they're putting out, they're putting, they're putting out a statement uh, denying that uh, the closed-circuit system did not work. So they said whatever problems, they were coming from the brain of 
John Fetterman, which was clearly short-circuiting last night. And again, you hate to say this kind of stuff. You really do. So who's the bad guy here? Is it is it John Fetterman? Is it the Democrat Party? Because they did have some other candidates. It turned out he was the one that they chose. But I don't think that's the case at all. As a matter of fact, I think the true bad guy here, the true bad guy is Mrs. Fetterman. She's a lunatic, this one. And by the way, she's she actually, she's a, she's a Jill Biden clone. Joe Biden has no business being president of the United States, but Jill Biden wanted to be the first lady. That's all. It's elder abuse. And you could say that what's happening right now with John Fetterman is some sort of, of abuse as well. I mean, the guy clearly is not well. There's a, there's a running theory about all of this, and I want to share this theory with you. The theory is that Mrs. Fetterman is actually going to be the ultimate senator from Pennsylvania. Fetterman gets elected, he steps down, and she is appointed to replace him. She's in for six years. That's the working theory here. As a matter of fact, you might remember last week when President Biden was out there on the campaign trail, John Fetterman said nothing. The only person doing the talking was his wife, and President Biden said that she would make a great addition to the Senate. That was coming from Joe Biden. So is it possible that the fix is already in? Is it possible that this is the Democrat scheme? Is there going to run a guy who's got a brain that's malfunctioning, at short-circuiting? They know he's he's not there, and they're just going to use him to get the wife into the Senate. It, I, it's a plausible theory. So anyway, we're going to be taking your calls about this, 844-747-8868. Paul Ryan from Fox News Channel weighing in on all of this. Uh, Paul Ryan says, uh, guys, do we have this audio? I'm just, I'm just spouting out here. We don't have the Paul Ryan audio. Okay. Uh, so Paul Ryan says anybody not named Trump is more likely to win in 2024. Paul Ryan says that all of you suburban voters do not like Donald Trump. It's not even that you're not going to vote for him. You just don't like him. This is coming from uh, from Breitbart. Paul Ryan was on Stuart Varney's show on Fox Business, and he was talking about the chances that Trump has if he runs in 2024. Trump has not officially announced he's going to run, but he's certainly going to run. Ryan says that um, that Trump does not have electability with suburban voters. Quote, that new swing voter in American politics is the suburban voter. And it's really clear the suburban voter doesn't like Trump. But they like Republicans. Really, is that true, ladies and gentlemen? Is it true that you don't like Trump, but that you actually like Republicans? Is that true? Ryan goes on to say, I think anybody not named Trump, I think, is so much more likely to win the White House for us. So there you have it. There is going to be a play. The Republicans are going to try and maneuver Trump out of all of this. But I, I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on Paul Ryan here. We have a lot of suburban listeners. Do you folks not like Donald Trump? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, we are in the final, the home stretch of our Radiothon, Raising Money for Alliance Defending Freedom. Every single penny tax deductible. If, if it's a first-time gift you're making, we're going to match that 100%. 
All you need to do is go to Alliance Defending or ToddStearns.com and click on the Alliance Defending Freedom banner. It's right there at the top of the page. We want to end by hitting our goal of $20,000, and we need your help to do that. We'll be right back, America. Thanks to you great Americans, MyPillow is an amazing company. And Mike Lindell has an amazing offer for my listeners on his standard MyPillows. You get a standard MyPillow, normally $69.98, only $19.98. You're also going to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products like MyPillow towels, mattress toppers, my slippers, so much more. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to get Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98. Or you can call 800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS, or call 1-800-839-8506. Donald Trump electable in 2024, bearing in mind that you have a history with Mr. Trump. Yeah, yeah bear in mind, I do have a history. Everybody knows my, our, our feelings toward each other, I guess I'd say. My point is, we're going to win so badly, we're going to want to beat Biden and the Democrats in 2024, that we won't nominate Trump because we want to win. The new swing voter in American politics is the suburban voter. And it's really clear the suburban voter doesn't like Trump, but they like Republicans. So I think anybody not named Trump, I think, is so much more likely to win the White House for us. And it's sort of like what the Democrats did. What They went from Dean to John Kerry in 04. They went from Bernie to Hillary in 16. They went from Bernie and Elizabeth Warren to Joe Biden to win in 2020. I think the same thing's going to be for us. We're going to want to win the White House so badly and beat the Democrats. And we know we're so much more likely to lose with Trump because of the fact that he, he's not popular with suburban voters that we're going to want to win. And that's why I think we've got a great stable of candidates, any of whom are really capable of not just getting the nomination, but winning the general election. All right, there you go, folks. Uh, That's Paul Ryan, former Speaker of the House on Fox Business Network. And it looks as though Fox is is going to be populating its airwaves, at least uh, on the news side, with the anti-Trump forces. uh, By the way, and it's important for us to remember all this, and uh, we do that here. We have a large vault called the Todd Stearns Brain, and we remember all this stuff. So you don't have to worry about it. But it's important to bring these points up periodically as we move towards 2024. Paul Ryan is the problem with the Republican Party. Now, I want you to forget about Donald Trump. Or let's just put Donald Trump on a shelf, all right? I know many of you are getting ready for Christmas. You got the elf on the shelf. Put Trump next to the elf on the shelf for just a moment. Paul Ryan, go back to when John Cryan Boehner. Remember John Boehner? He was uh, the the tan and the uh, the the cigarette mouth and uh, the the martinis and the weeping. John Boehner was the face of the establishment wing of the Republican Party, and then came Paul Ryan. You remember what you felt like as a conservative, as a Republican, when they were in charge. We all remember that it was Paul Ryan who controlled the House of Representatives during the first two years of the Trump administration, and not a single thing ever got done. 
Not a blasted thing got done. And now we know why. We know why, because we know that Paul Ryan and the establishment Republicans were literally standing in the way of the Trump agenda. Now, again, forget about Trump for a moment. Go back to the years when George W. Bush was in the White House and then Barack Hussein Obama. How many times did you call talk radio stations and and complain about Republicans who were campaigning and delivering promises or making promises that they never could deliver? They campaigned one way, and they governed another. And it used to drive all of us nuts. Then along comes Donald Trump. And Donald Trump takes a great big sledgehammer, and he smashes that mold of what it meant to be a Republican. And he made a lot of campaign promises. And we were all pretty wary. I think all of us, in the back of our minds, if we're honest with ourselves here, We were all very wary of Donald Trump because he didn't have a record. We didn't know a lot about this guy. But we figured, what do we have to lose? We got Paul Ryan. We got John Boehner. We had John McCain, Willard Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski. We can go on and on with these establishment folks. And they always betrayed the conservative voters, every single one of them. But along comes Donald Trump, and he makes these campaign promises. We decided to buy in. What do we got to lose? Trump gets elected, and sweet mercy, Jesus, Lou, America, he actually delivers on his campaign promises. And then he goes after the deep swamp. And that is when, and keep in mind, this is why ultimately Republicans like Boehner and Paul Ryan are so upset. Because they're going at he Trump went after their power base. What is that power base? It's Washington D.C. It's the lobbyist, the K Street lobbyist. It's that's why they're going after Donald Trump. That's why they hate this guy because he went after the places where they were making their money at our expense. And so that's that's what this is really all about here. So Donald Trump, in effect is our ideal of a Republican candidate, a conservative Republican candidate. Is he conservative on all the issues? No, he is not. On the culture issues, he is to the left of, you know, certainly me. But you know what? I stand with this man because he is pro-life and because he has delivered on a lot of his fiscal issues, wanting to secure the border, a strong military, and he delivered. And that's why Paul Ryan and the establishment Republicans are so upset. So my question to you, is he wrong? Is Paul Ryan wrong here? Has Trump lost your support? 844-747-8868. That's a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. And we're going to be taking your calls on this. Coming up a little bit later, we're going to have Herschel Walker on the program. Also, Dick Morris from Newsmax. Speaking of Dick Morris... Uh, He has an incredible book that you've got to check out. By the way, they call it the big lie. Repeat a false claim over and over, and what happens? Soon you start believing it. 
Perception is reality. Well, all this week, Eric Bowling on Newsmax is exposing the big media lies, how they're destroying America. You can find out how the big networks are pushing the lies about Republicans, Donald Trump, and more. Eric is naming names this week, and he's exposing how the big media polls are being manipulated. You can watch Eric Bowling the ballots at 8 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Millions of people, by the way, tuning into Eric and Newsmax for the news they really can trust. I watch it all the time. By the way, don't forget to download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. It just takes a few seconds, and you can watch Newsmax anytime, anywhere. Eric Bowling tonight. This is the Todd Stern Show right now. We'll be right back, America. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Decision Day looms. Ladies and gentlemen, I am hopeful. I I just believe that we are going to have a great, great day on November the 8th. I think it's going to be a great day for America. What say you? 844-747-8868. Let's go to the phones. Lee and Georgia listening to us on WDUN. Hi, Lee. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Thank you for taking my call. I said, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great day. I think Paul Ryan and, and Liz Cheney, they must have an affair or something up there in Washington in the deep swamp or something. I mean, you know, because our president, he just did everything right when he said he did what he said he was going to do. Yeah, and I, and I, I think that you could put three people up there. You could put Donald Trump, uh, DeSantis, and Ted Cruz. You can put them anywhere in that position, and they'll all be winners. And I think that that would be the way to go. So, Lee, you're telling me that Paul Ryan is wrong, that that that, uh, that folks in the suburbs love this man. Yeah, they do. I mean, I live in the suburbs. You know, and I, I didn't like him when he was... Speaker of the House, and because he, he, like you said, he he did nothing to help our president, and our president still did stuff anyway. Besides, besides them trying to stop him from doing things, and I think he's totally wrong, and he he's just trying to talk people into something that ain't gonna happen. I mean, you know, the suburbs more than anything, the suburbs uh, do do more voting than people think they do. You know, we, we come out and we do vote. 
Well, you got to get out the vote, and uh, the one concern I do have is all the early voting, Lee. That's where you're going to find the opportunities for voter fraud. So if somebody wants to, you know, to dump a lot of ballots from fraudulent or dead voters, that's how they're going to do it, which is why Republicans have to get out and vote. And I don't want to hear from any Republican who's out there saying, any conservative who's out there saying, well, you know, they're going to steal it, so what's the point? The point is, you get out there and you do your job. That's your civic duty and obligation. Well, you're exactly right. And, you know, and, you know I moved on from the 2020, and you can say what you want to, you know, the past is one thing, hindsight's 2020. But, you know, they close things down here in Georgia, trying to make it more people can step out and vote. And I still think that the people that vote early, they keep saying they're Democrats. I don't think they're all Democrats. I think we're just getting out. And, you know, and, you know, I, I, and I'm getting ready to vote early here next week, you know, and I'm a Republican. So it's just like, some, you know, sometimes they just try to talk to what they say or the Democrats do. They have their narrative. They got to push out everybody. And that's what they're trying to do. All right. I, I, think, you're, I think you're right. It's going to be a big way. Lee, appreciate the call. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Lee says Paul Ryan is wrong, and Lee's looking for a great big red wave. I'm thinking great big red tsunami. That's what I when, and we'll, we'll we'll check in with Matt Towery uh, in just a little while. I mean, he's the polling expert here, so he knows eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Let's go to Salem, Oregon. Ronnie on radio station KYKN. Hey, Ronnie, what's on your mind? Oh, my brother, I miss you since the barbecue, and I'll just say this. Uh, we're going to have a red tsunami. I believe God's hand is placed in this state, in this country, too, especially Oregon. We, can you imagine if we get three congressional seats? But the, I want you to look backwards for a second here. Remember the Tea Party movement in 2010? And then the established like Murkowski, Ryan, Ryan and Willard Romney, I am not calling them mittens, they did not push the vote. They came out and fundraised, but they never talked to the people. What Trump did, and like Reagan, he came and told the people what he's planning to do, proposed it. And keep in mind, Reagan had to deal with the Democrats of Tip O'Neill and Richard Gebhardt. And yet he pushed through, became a great president, just like Trump. The biggest problem with Paul Ryan is just, you know, besides him getting a VA check cashing center in Janesville, Wisconsin, that he done for his city, uh, he just lost touch with the people. He had gone away from the man I used to respect that used to go rafting down the rivers of Wisconsin and everything, fishing and everything else to a man that's become like a Rockefeller Republican establishment trash, like Murkowski, and we can go on down the line, even in various parts of my state's representation. But I believe we're going to, my governor's going to get elected. We're going to get three congressional seats out west, and you're going to see God's hands move like the great awakening is going about right now from Tennessee all the way to the Oregon coast. We should not live in fear. We should not let them intimidate us. And as I'm going to do as an alternate chairman, I encourage all my Oregonians to come out and vote and vote if you need to. Come on the last day and take it directly to the county clerk's office and vote do not live in fear because fear is tool of the devil well i will say this ronnie and i'm i'm very excited and encouraged Uh, we've been following that oregon gubernatorial race for quite some time now and christine uh drazen currently leads 
in in the poll. So this is huge. First time in nearly 40 years that Oregon would have a Republican governor if, in fact, um, she's able to hold on and win on Election Day. Uh, this is in deep blue Oregon, a leftist country, Antifa land. Uh, and the people are saying, you know what, we're, we're tired of it. And it is time for a change at the state capitol. Ronnie, God bless you, sir. Good hearing from you. And we had a lot of fun with our friends out there and in KYKN uh, country. Had a big barbecue and got to meet Christine Drazen. And it's been fun getting out on the weekends. Uh, we've been traveling all over the country and meeting voters and everywhere I go, it doesn't matter if it's California or North Carolina, which is pretty much where we've been going back and forth between those two states and Georgia, people are excited. And there there is some um, enthusiasm out there among conservatives. But it's not like a, you know, we're going to a football game kind of excitement. It's that we are, we're stopping a very bad thing from happening in America. We're stopping this socialist uh, this socialist attack on our society, and we're doing it by getting out and doing our job on Election Day. All right, I want to share this story with you. We have an update on this horrible, horrible story from Hialeah, Hialeah Florida, where a Marco Rubio canvasser, a volunteer for the campaign, was brutally beaten by four men. And the mainstream media has completely ignored this story. And I will just say this, if, and it it's not that it's not just um, white Republicans, it's every Republican. People of color especially are targeted because of their support of the conservative agenda. And so there was a guy out there, and I believe he's of Cuban descent. He was out there wearing a Marco Rubio t-shirt. He had a Ron DeSantis ball cap on, and he's just out there going door to door. Some punk thug animal, stood in his way and said, you can't come here. Republicans are not welcome here in this neighborhood. And he starts punching the Rubio volunteer. A couple of other uh, animals show up, and they start beating and kicking. The poor guy, has they broke his jaw. They, um, they caused some incredible internal bleeding. And there was all, he's also facing uh, facial reconstruction surgery. That's how horrific the attack was. So the mainstream media, not only are they ignoring it, but you've got some of the leftists. And folks, Daily Beast, those people are sleaze. They're sleaze balls. Every single one of them. And they actually put the attack in quotes as if it may not have happened. Well, it did happen, and now the police are speaking out. They've arrested a, a second person. And the police will confirm what the mainstream media refuses to report, that this was all this all happened because the kid was a Republican. I got to say, um, my hat is off to Marco Rubio for standing alongside this young man. He's going to need a lot of help. Uh, you know, he's, what, 27 years old, and the kid's just out there, wants to be a part of po- the political process, and he nearly loses his life. And how many times have we seen this happen? I mean, it's happening all over America when it comes to conservatives. And Joe Biden put a great big target on everybody's back. All right, when we come back, uh, some crazy stuff. Joe Biden talking about the airlines. And uh, he's <laughs> we, we <laughs> this is ridiculous. So Joe Biden apparently seems to think 
that all of you people of color are overweight, are obese. And we're going to play the audio uh, that will back up that assertion after this break. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now, we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to, that's that's the most American bargain, that if you work full-time, you should be able to live in dignity as well, true. And I believe they haven't had any businesses being, being uh, we can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind- uh, individuals that just simply can't have to, to pay their own way. For the love of the... Okay, geez, All right, uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, good to have you with us. I I don't know what to say, Pennsylvania. I, I really don't. Um, but this is... That guy is going to be the standard bearer of the, um, of the Democrat Party. I just want you to remember that. All right, uh, welcome back. Let's go to the phones, 844-747-8868. Tina in Georgia... Tina, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd. I hope you're doing well. I am. Thank um, you. Uh, my mom, who's from upstate New York, was able to visit me for the first time in four years, and she's 88 years old in January. And I, she read your book while she was here that you gave to me, and she laughed so hard she was crying. She was literally crying. She couldn't even speak. She was laughing so hard. It was great. Is that right? I, th- this makes me feel very happy. Oh, it was just the best thing ever. The snake story and the, and the ham bomb story. She couldn't even barely. She was just hysterical. So I just wanted to thank you so much for the book. Well, Tina, you're very you're very kind to say that. You know, they're trying to get me to write another devotion book, sort of a Christmas-themed version, uh, kind of the same genre. Well, she would enjoy that just to pieces. She had I've never seen her laugh so hard in many years, and I was just so happy to see her, and she was just so grateful for your book. Tina, well, thank you, and please tell your mom we said hello, and uh, we, I, you know, you know, we're in Georgia quite a bit. So uh, if she's around, we'd love to be able to say hello in person one of these days. 
She's on her way back to the cold country today. So, anyways, but I'll let her know. I All right. I was going to thank you for Tina. Thank you, and we appreciate that great call. And of course, Michelle Cox is uh, my co-author, and uh, she, I'll pass that information along. Uh, she is. Um, that was a lot of fun to write that book. It really was. By the way, you can get yourself a copy over at ToddSterns.com. We have a store, and uh, you can order um, all sorts of great books, hats, apparel, you name it. We've got it over there, uh, and it's um, it's a lot of fun, and it makes a fun Christmas present too. All right, uh, Joe Biden uh, talking about airplanes, and I, I, you, if you've been on an airplane, you know that there's just not a lot of space there, right? So uh, Joe Biden says that one of the problems is that it it impacts people of color, I guess passengers of color, more than anybody else. Some airlines, if you want six more inches between you and the seat in front, you pay more money. But you don't know it until you purchase your ticket. Look, folks, these are junk fees. They're unfair and they hit marginalized Americans the hardest, especially low-income folks and people of color. They benefit big corporations, not consumers. Decision. All right, uh, there you go. Uh, so is Biden saying that people of color are more likely to be fat? Is that where he's going with this? Um, I don't Just can you imagine if Trump had said something like that? But look, the reality is this. If you got more money, you gotta have to you can you can buy a seat in the premium plus or you can ride up front in first class where they'll serve you vegetarian curry when they run out of the real food. So I'm not quite sure why Biden has to make everything about race. But once again, and we talked about this yesterday, uh, when we told you the story about the, uh, the what is it, the Hakuna Matata people, Wakanda forever. So Wakanda forever, you've got these black activists, and they're saying, well, white people should not be able to go see Wakanda forever on the opening week. Uh, they should wait and let black people go first. And they say that white people should maybe, I don't, not even sit on the balcony. I mean, you've got to stay outside. As a matter of fact, they said you, the white people have to stay outside and guard the theaters so that the, so that black moviegoers can enjoy the movie in peace. Well, no, I, I, that's not me saying it. I'm, I'm just telling you that's what the black activists are saying. So unless you plan on, you know, spending an extra couple of hours in the tanning salon and, and getting extra crispy, uh, you may have to try to sneak in to, you know, a Black Panther movie if for the Caucasian persuasion people in the audience. So anyway, this is a great example, though. So we had that story yesterday we told you about. Now Joe Biden says that um, that, that black people are having to pay more money for more roomier seats um, and it's infect, it's affecting them more than any other skin color. Ladies and gentlemen, this again is what critical race theory looks like in practice. We're getting a practicum here of what critical race theory looks like. They'll tell you it doesn't exist. They'll tell you it's not there. As a matter of fact, uh, I keep I don't mean to keep pointing out the local school board where I live in Germantown, Tennessee, but I'll give you an example. They put out this big email last night saying there's no there's no such thing as critical race theory being taught anywhere remotely in the school system. There's nothing about gender ideology that's being taught in our public school classrooms. That is not happening in Germantown, Tennessee. And they're rebuking all of you people out there who say that there is. Well, you know, it's really interesting because Grace Baker, guess what happened this morning? 
And I said this on the radio show, and I, I, was, I was a guest on the morning show, KWAM, and I said, look, here's the thing. Until we have proof, we have to believe what the Germantown school system is telling us, right? Of course. We've got to. So guess what happened after I said that on the radio? I'm guessing something turned up. The proof showed up. <laughs> um, and we got all sorts of information and images of things that are in school libraries and that are a part of elementary school um, lessons in the classroom. And we're going to be posting this on the website, but it's really fascinating. Um, Little story time books like uh, T is for transgender. Z is for Z, as in Z-E. The gay, the gay BCs. Oh, lovely. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, G is for gay. It's a word that implies you're a girl who likes girls or a guy who likes guys. Oh, boy. So uh, this is all part of information that people had access to online, allegedly, in the Germantown school system. So again, um, by the way, one of the first images is a cartoon drawing that shows uh, men kissing men, men clad in leather, half-naked men, I, I don't what, – what should we read into that, Germantown, Tennessee? But again, you know, folks, if you're going to make an accusation with us, you've got to have the evidence to back it up. So we're not going to go out there and say, okay, you know, we just believe this person or that person. We have to have evidence. And we will try to figure all that. But this is happening in every school system in America, ladies and gentlemen. All that to say, CRT, the radical gender ideology, it's happening out there. And it is infusing itself in everything, everything that's happening in this country right now. Hey, stick around, folks. Hour two coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. So happy to have you with us. Uh, So a bit of an update. Apparently, Herschel Walker will not be joining us today. What was the excuse, Grace? The bus broke down. Yeah, his bus was broken down. You know, it happens. I mean, um, you know, what what are you going to do? You hit a nail. I guess so. It must. I guess they hit a nail and the the, the cell phone flew out of the bus or something. I call sabotage. All right. Well, anyway, there you go. We can, folks. We can only help people so in so many ways. So we try, Uh, but we do have our good friend Matt Towery here. Also, Robert Kahaley. He is the uh, chief pollster at Trafalgar Group. Uh, So we'll be talking to those guys. Also, Dick Morris is going to be here in the next hour of the program, and uh, he's got an alert. He says the GOP faces early voting danger again. And we've been talking about this quite a bit on our program, um, the concerns that the Democrats might try to um, – they might try some shenanigans. So we're going to keep you updated on uh, on all of that uh, throughout the day. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Grace, I have a question for you. 
It's not a personal question. I might have an answer. It depends. Um, So when it comes to dating, uh, the uh, so you're already married. You're, I am happy, married. you're off the market, <laughs> and so and when you're dating, when you were dating, yes, did, back in the day, did weight factor into the equation? Can I be honest? Yes, I want you to be honest. Definitely. Really? <laughs> yes. So you didn't want like a what's the old country? What's the song? Fat bottomed girls uh, or big bottom girls? Or definitely not a girl. All right. Well, no, but boys. So yeah, you didn't boys. want a, you didn't want an overweight, a hefty dude. No, I like sporty guys. I like sport. to play sports, and I want my guy to look like he plays sports. Too. Okay. So apparently, this is now a thing where if you don't like to date somebody because of their weight, then you've got a problem. Okay. Uh, I want to play that. This is from TikTok. Let's talk about dating preferences. This video was so good, you must watch it, and I want to branch off and talk about how it relates to fat phobia and dating. A lot of times when people are asked, why don't you date fat people, trans people, people of color, whatever, they will say, it's just a preference. I'm just not attracted to them. I can't make myself be attracted to someone I'm just not attracted to. The implication here being that preferences are innate, unchanging, and completely independent of any outside factors or societal norms. And therefore, that they are inherently unproblematic. Like, it's not fat phobia, it's just who I am. I can't help it. But I think it's actually a lot more complicated than that. Our desires are not immune to social conditioning. Although, of course, you can't change your sexual orientation. When we see a certain type of body glorified, praised, and labeled as desirable in media from the time that we can even process those messages, it's not going to not have an impact on us. And the fact is, at least anecdotally, lots of fat people report being desired by many people. But the piece that isn't there is the social acceptance. And again, that's also true for other marginalized identities. Maybe you are sexually attracted to fat people, but you can't see yourself in a romantic relationship with one because you've never seen that replicated in media. Or maybe you love a fat person, but you're too afraid of what your friends and family would say if you introduced them. Or you're too afraid of what it would say about you to be with someone who is lower on the desirability totem pole. So being fat is now a marginalized identity? Is that what she's saying? Oh, yes, I think so. So here's the thing. You can't change your gender, but you can change your weight. So Typically, I, yes. I mean, right? Exactly. Barring a health condition, yes. So I, it seems to me that love is love, and if you're attracted to somebody, it doesn't really matter what size they are, except for you, and, and clearly you're superficial because you <laughs> wanted somebody who was sporty. It takes a lot, Tom. Well, you, you, you said it. I, no, it was not a setup. I'm just saying. It's <laughs> What can I say? I don't think it really matters one way or the other. But now there's this word, fat phobia. Well, here's another thing. So if I like only would date guys that were, you know, my same height or taller than me, what does that make me? Because that's another big issue. You can't be a short dude. Oh, you can't be short. Well, that's a good point. You can't be short. Because I'm a tall gal for those who haven't met me. So it's all about the looks for you. (laughs) It is not just about the looks. No, you just said, well, the guy's got to be skinny and he's got to be tall. Basically. <laughs> it's Among okay. other things. It's all right. No, no, no. We can talk about He's got to love the Lord. He's got to be funny. He's got to like Merlot. Those are, those are things that... All right. Yeah. Does Mr. Producer like the dog? He loves that dog. All right. Because I seem to remember that he didn't initially. He was not a fan of the dog. He wasn't a fan of getting a dog. And then I brought him home. He held her for five minutes and went, oh my gosh, I'm in love. What about fat dogs? Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't even get me started. I'm just asking. I don't look. Here's the here's the deal. Here, um, people now. It's for example, if people get upset, and I I I travel a lot. So and I always fly first class. I always fly first class. Fancy. And one of the reasons why is first of all, I get I, I do a lot of work, so I've got a lot of stuff I have to do. But secondly, I like the space. I like having the extra space. So I was on a I was on a flight about six months ago. And you know, those are those seats in first class are very large and they're very comfortable, right? I wouldn't know, but yeah. So, but you've passed by them on your of way back to Stewart. Okay, so you, you've seen. I've seen them from so afar. So there was a fella that, that kind of lumbered on board, and he was pushing at least 600 pounds. And the guy sat down next to – he was in the seat next to mine, and then he was in half of my seat. Oh, no. And I literally, even though I was riding in first class, had to actually kind of lean out into the aisle. I had the aisle seat oh, for no. the entire flight. But there are some people, and somebody was complaining about this last week. I, I, I saw this on social media, where a woman was really upset with the airline because she had the middle seat, and the two people on either side were giant people. They were fat people. And she said that their body fat was like literally, Ew. you know, folding over onto her. Oh, no. And that she had to, you know, she had to touch, and specifically, she was mentioning, you know, the fat rolls on the arms. And that, that kind of like bulge out from the uh, armpits, oh, no. and she's like explaining this. And I, this is not this is not an attack on overweight people at all. But it's like okay, some airlines actually require you if you're a certain eight, you know size to purchase two seats instead of one. So, and the point of the person in the middle seat was, why should I be? You know, I paid for this seat. Why should someone's body fat be sitting in my seat? It's like it's a fair question. It's an interesting question because it's like, yeah, if you only have half your seat available to you and you paid for a full seat, that's right. I would want a refund or at least give me half, half off, right? Exactly. And the same thing applies. And you know, I know that people have to have their support animals. I oh, get here that. We go not but, this again. But if you're look, if if you're in the military and you know, or if you are, maybe you can't see, or maybe you've had some trauma that you require an animal. Fine, I get that. But somebody who comes on board a plane with their, I don't know, their their emotional support parrot or the emotional support mini horse, I got a problem with that. Yeah, that's a tough. Spot. Got a problem with that. I mean, if if you if if you cannot tra- if you cannot travel without a barnyard animal by your side, then maybe you ought not to be flying in an airplane. That's all I'm trying to say here. That's a fair point, Todd. But bringing it back, so now, so now, instead of saying, "Hey, you know what? This is a legitimate concern. I bought a seat here, and uh, I'm I'm not even using the armrest, Mister Flight Attendant or Miss Flight Attendant, and I'm having to sit here, scrunch myself up, and meanwhile, you have these two giant people on either side, and their body fat is literally like blubbering over. That should that's not right. But now they say that's fat phobic, that you should embrace that. You should embrace the fact that somebody's sweaty skin and fat is touching you for a three-hour flight. So do you think when you buy an airplane ticket, this is a legitimate question, you don't put your, do you put your height in? Do you put your height or weight in? I'm like, do you think no. they should make you do that? Height and weight. Maybe. I mean, you know, they do the, look. Because it's hard to know beforehand so what now, people are coming on board. Look, we just have a large society because it used to be where um, where if you couldn't fasten the seatbelt, you were kind of, you couldn't fly. So now they have these seatbelt extensions. But I personally saw somebody who had to have two 
of the seatbelt extension. So they're extending oh, no. the extension of the extension. And again, look, that's on you if you want to. But again, does that make you fat phobic if you've got a problem with that? If you don't want to date a, an overweight person, does that make you, Grace Baker, fat phobic? I don't know, does it? No, no, it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't. Hey, I just didn't know if I was getting set up again. No, no, there's no, 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 no. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you, Grace. I'm trying to help you because people are now saying, well, if you don't like overweight people, you're fat phobic. The, the reality is, if you are extremely overweight, that is a health problem. It is a health you problem. You should not be embracing that. You shouldn't be encouraging people. You know, maybe you don't need the ribs. How about a salad? How about go for a nice walk instead of watching Netflix? Or or that. Exactly. So, uh, But again, that doesn't make you a bad person. I don't Just think because you point, point that out. Nicely. Uh, I just, just say it nicely. I, I'm just telling you, airline travel really sucks. It's just really bad. <laughs> At least there's those, there's no masks anymore. That's a good point. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. We got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, we have our great Alliance Defending Freedom fundraiser happening an opportunity for you to help us raise money for Alliance Defending Freedom. You can go to our website, toddsterns.com, click on the ADF banner at the very top of the page, Alliance Defending Freedom, and you can donate to our cause. We're just a few days out, and we need every single penny you can share with us. Everything tax deductible. We'll be right back, America. Grace, then this guy who's like, I don't know, five, six hundred pounds, gets up and has to um, use the facilities there on the airplane. And look, I'm very respectful, but again, my back was, I was, you know, you're, you're having to lean forward and lean out into the aisle. And uh, when he got up, it was just steam, Oof. steam coming off the seat. See, my airplane adventures aren't nearly as interesting as yours. I feel like I just sit next to boring people. Literally, there was a guy across from me in, in first class. And I always say first class because I'm not sure they would ever do this back in coach because they would throw the person off the airplane. The guy takes off his shoes and he's clipping his toenails. Ew. And they're just falling to the floor. That's just not sanitary. It's disgusting. All right, let's go to the phones here. Keith, North Carolina, the talk station, wants to weigh in on this uh, fat phobia. Hey, Keith, what's on your mind? A phobia, Todd, means that you're afraid. I'm not afraid of them. I'm just disgusted by them. I'm just, you ever go to the grocery store and you're behind some waddler and they've got on these, like, I don't know what you call them, these leggings, and all you see is cottage cheese walking down there. And they got their they got their grocery cart full of sodas, potato chips, and cookies and stuff like that. And then they wonder they they say, "Well, I have a I have a health condition." No, you don't. You have an eating condition. You if if it was a health condition, there would be fat people in starving countries. And as for these folks, that get on the plane and they take up too more, much room. When you get on the plane, they weigh your bag. And if your bags weigh too much, maybe not first class, but in regular class, they charge you extra. Well, why don't we charge these people by the pound? You know, everybody gets X amount of pounds per seat, 
And anything over that, we're going to charge you more. The thing is, is these people have an eating problem, Todd, period. Yeah. And a lack and- of exercise problem. If you burn more calories than you bring in, you're not going to gain weight. Period. There you go. All right. Well, Keith, I appreciate I appreciate the call. Look, I mean, it's you don't want to call people out, and and I and that's not the point of this, but it's it's an illustration now that apparently fat phobia has become a thing, and that's why I think Sports Illustrated they wanted to have the overweight overweight swimsuit models, and uh, the TikTok folks now starting a raging debate about whether or not if you don't like to date fat people, does that make you fat phobic? Lynn says, Todd, fat shaming ends where your fat spills into my personal bubble. Well, it's <laughs> – Lynn, thank you for that. It's it's a fair point. All right, 844-747-8868. And uh, we love checking out some of the very clever comments you guys leave us on our Facebook live stream. Oh, Grace, I saw a story here. And we're going to get back to politics in just a moment. But i got to share this story. Um, there is – they've been asking millennials – about their favorite restaurants. And I'm just going to say I am I'm I'm pleasantly surprised I was wrong here. So they asked the generation Z, "What is your favorite restaurant?" And I thought it was going to be like some one of these organic juice bars. Sure. Or, you know, some like I don't know vegetarian vegetarian place. joint, a salad place. Well, according to CNN the most profane name in news. Crying Negro Network. Thanks, Judge Joe Brown. According to CNN, teenagers around the country, that's Generation Z, love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised about that. Everybody I'm stunned. I know likes Chick-fil-A. <laughs> well, of course. It's because, you know, we, we surround ourselves with chicken. good and we surround ourselves with good church-going friends. This is true. I'm not surprised. Few pagans in the I'm mix, proud, but by and large. Know. Starbucks came in second at 12%. Is Starbucks really a restaurant, though? Uh, that's kind of pushing I don't it. know about what's, that. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know right. what's after that. Because, so eh. the, here's your top, the top of the list. It's Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, Chipotle, uh, and McDonald's. Whoa. Come on, guys. I'm not terribly surprised. Can I just say about McDonald's? McDonald's used to be like Chick-fil-A. And unfortunately, really? they've had they've just they've been mismanaged. Ugh. A lot of the franchises they just don't. There's no consistency. Honestly, if I'm going to have something like that, I'd rather go to like Crystals. Oh, that well. Oh, so you're a Crystal girl? I had it yesterday, oh. actually. Now they call them White. Ca- so White Castle is different than Crystal. Yeah, but it's uh, the same concept. We don't have a White Castle around here. So I see. Crystals will do. I see. Um, the survey, 14,500 teenagers, 47 states, the average age just under 16 years old. You know what this tells me, Grace Baker? It tells me there is hope for America. Yes. That American boys and girls are eating the delicious official chicken of our Lord. This is true. So I think there is hope for America for the next generation coming up if they're eating Chick-fil-A. I love it. I Look, I'm with you on that. So anyway, there you go. Uh, Piper Sandler doing the survey. Chick-fil-A, the top restaurant choice from Generation Z. By the way, you know what's funny? Um, I was reading a piece yesterday about Red Lobster and Olive Garden. Those used to be like the top. You know, if you're going for a fancy dinner, you're going to the Red Lobster or the Olive Garden. Yeah. But they're saying the perceptions of those restaurants have have actually changed yeah. and, have been, and have been damaged as a result of social media. I mean, Olive Garden just is kind of it's not nasty, but it's just like, eh. 
Okay. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, I hear you. Uh, but I do love Red Lobster. I mean the biscuits. Uncle Walt's fried fish. Delicious. Biscuits. And shrimp, too. All right. The, you can't go wrong with the cheddar biscuits. All right, folks. Got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. We're jumping right back into the political fray here. Uh, we're going to be talking about polls, looking at some key races around the nation. How are things looking for Republicans in your neighborhoods. We're going to be taking your calls as well. 844-747-8868. That, again, is a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. And by the way, while you are taking a little break for the bottom of the hour news, why don't you head over to our website, bookmark the page, and download our newsletter. It comes out every afternoon. Great stories from Caleb Park, our great editor. We'll be right back, America. folks welcome back to the todd stearns radio program so very happy to have you with us today oh i've got to play this audio from Raphael warnock the senator from georgia going toe-to-toe with uh herschel walker cut number 11 i don't no matter what happens next month more than a third of the nation that would go along with this is reason to be afraid america needs to repent for its worship of whiteness on, on full display. All right, so we're getting a pretty good indication of what the Democrats are running on, everything except for the issues that matter the most to Republican voters and to independent voters and to Democrat voters. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker lines. Uh, really honored to have two of the best pollsters in America with us. Matt Towery is the chairman of Insider Advantage, and you see him on our friend Sean Hannity's show quite a bit. And Robert Cahaley uh, joins us. He is the chief pollster at Trafalgar Group, and uh, we mention their polling data just about every single day on this program. Matt, Robert, good to have you with us today. Happy to be with you. It's great to be with you. All right. And it's significant, man. Only uh, Sean Hannity gets us together. I'm just honored here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're absolutely right about that. Um, Let's uh, start with you, Matt. And then, Robert, uh, I want you to jump in here. Matt, how are things looking overall for Republicans as we head into the midterms? Well, I think Robert would agree uh, because we are, uh, among pollsters, good friends as well. Uh, something happened about three weeks ago, long before any of the excuses that you're hearing now as to why votes are shifting, and we started seeing the races start breaking for Republicans in a big way around the country. And uh, it has accelerated. It really had accelerated last week. And so if you look, for example, I mean, don't forget our polls. Look at the betting odds now. Uh, I don't bet. Robert doesn't bet. We Neither one of us would. But but if you look at the odds on all these predicted sites and the overseas sites, everything has shifted in favor of the Republicans taking both the House and the Senate. And uh, it seems to me like there's not just a wave developing, but potentially, uh, I hate to be trite, a tsunami. Uh, we're seeing races move very quickly in places that we have not seen Republicans do particularly well in many, many years. And there was kind of a pump and dump with the – a lot of the mainstream uh, media and university pollsters back in August and September, 
And what I tell people is it's significant that even though they were showing these major gaps with Republicans 10, 20 points behind, they, the Democrat incumbents, none of them were above 50. And so if you look at what's really happened, it's that those, you know, the undecided and the third party have all consolidated kind of around the Republican. So they're, so they're acting like there's been this massive shift from people from the left to the right. But in actuality, they put a lot of people in the center who didn't belong there. And so, and, and, or there were some of who had made up, up their minds. But it was never, there was never snare where they were winning all these races by 10 points. There were snares where they were winning about four or five points. And, you know, Matt's right. I think this was kind of led, you know, Lee Atwater talked about defining moments. And I feel like the uh, Wawa in Pennsylvania was a huge one there when those kids just kind of ransacked the place and just this uptick in, in more and more of this lawless violence and the sucker punches and just we're inundated with it and people get it, you know, no cash bail. And it's just, it, it's moved economy and crime almost equal in most states. And most of the Democrats' real weakness has been on crime. And so that's why I think it's been so significant because that's where they were weakest. And, and Robert, you know, again, looking at some of the, the polling data coming out, places like Oregon, uh, I was out there uh, on the campaign trail with uh, Christine Drazen, the Republican nominee, and you would think in a deep blue blue state like Oregon, uh, the Democrats would have no issues at all. But even there, I think people are just saying they're, they're just fed up. You're right. We have Oregon poll coming out later today, and it will reaffirm that. Now, but let's, everybody should keep in mind, if there was not a third-party candidate in double digits, the Republican would more likely not be winning that race, uh, just in, in a three-way. The double digits for Johnson is has a lot to do with that, but no doubt. And and, and but that shows you how that satisfied, dissatisfied Democrats are on their side because you know the independent candidate is coming from a more left-leaning too. So it's just more their side dividing because some aren't left enough and some are too left. Matt, um, I'm wondering about Georgia. We uh, Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock, and also the Kemp Abrams. Uh, how are those races shaping up? Well, you know that uh, th- those races are beginning to gel as well. Uh, I am amazed to see what a debate performance by Herschel Walker did for his campaign. It, it completely stabilized any um, uh, drop that was taking place from the various revelations slash allegations and by the way i you know I, I i live in florida but i'm here visiting family in atlanta for the last few days and i'm watching the television stations in atlanta just this you know the legacy affiliates and the pummeling that walker is taking with these ads are it's just phenomenal and yet his polling numbers are standing up i have it right now and i think robert does as well robert has herschel up by two points I have the race, the last one, about two points for Warnock, but that was moving quickly towards Walker. I believe we'll see a runoff in Georgia, but with Brian Kemp doing as well as he's doing, and he is going to trounce Stacey Abrams if something doesn't change quickly, uh, and I don't think anything will, um, I think that lifting may actually get Herschel Walker close to winning this thing without a runoff. Uh, but if there is a runoff, let me just add very quickly, the Georgia legislature, in which I served many years ago, they obviously have improved their quality since then, but uh, they they passed legislation. <laughs> they passed they passed legislation saying 
uh, that they would restrict the number of days for a runoff. You know, Georgia had this ridiculous runoff in 2020 that started in November and didn't end until after uh, the new year. And that was just absurd. And that gives Democrats a longer period of time to do what they do well. Um, and, and in this case, uh, that's not going to happen. This thing is going to be held December 6th if there is a runoff. And that inures to Walker's advantage. I think Republicans tend to do better in runoffs in Georgia anyway. So I would say Georgia is very much moving in the direction of providing uh, another Republican senator for, for the uh, next Congress. Do you guys think that that is going to be a must win for the Republicans to retake the Senate? Or do you do you guys see that there could be even more wins for Republicans in places where they did not expect victories? I would I would say it's a, it's an important win, but it, it, it's one of those situations where there are so many races that are close that Republicans just need to win about two of them, and if they win the two, they'll take the, the Senate. And you know what I, I thought was most important in in Georgia with Walker's race is after the three worst weeks I've ever seen any candidate go through. Uh, Matt's poll was two point five uh, two. And a half down, mine was two down, and Emerson was two down. And, like, I've never seen someone not fall any worse than that. The fact that Herschel stabilized so fast after that and could then jump back from a debate performance, I mean, that's the kind of pummeling you'd expect somebody to drop 10 points, and it just didn't happen. And so I think what Matt says is right, is that, is that the ad, I mean, in the Georgia environment right now, if you watch TV, is so anti-Herschel, but there just aren't that many undecideds left. And, and, you, so I, and yeah. you wonder, guys, I mean, it's at, there comes a point where, okay, these attacks, it's, it's really, I think people see that as bullying. Um, it doesn't really matter if it's true or not. It's just stop the bullying. And I think that's, uh, you know, a lot of people in Georgia, they look in, and they love Herschel Walker. And I think a lot of that stuff has really backfired on Raphael Warnock. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, and let me disabuse people with another thing that's going around. Georgia's having a record early voter turnout. And so that just completely takes away the all these arguments uh, that Georgia's reforms uh, in, in their voting laws is Jim Crow 2.0. It's absolutely absurd. But the, but the turnout patterns, as I look at them, are showing me that there is just a massive turnout on the part of Republicans who normally do not vote early as much as uh, on election day now they do but a lot of republicans like to the to the final day the traditional day to vote i think i just think that we're in for a, a bit of a shock in georgia the national media just assumed that georgia was going uh blue and certainly after the performance in 2020 which by the way was the result of very poor advertising and strategy on the part of the two Republican candidates who ran their people. They ran the wrong ads, they said the wrong things, and they lost. We, and Robert and I both said they were going to lose. That is not the case this time, and I'm going to be very shocked if Herschel Walker does not win this either straight up or in a runoff. All right, Matt Towery and Robert Cahaley on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker lines this afternoon. Gentlemen, i uh, got to get you to weigh in on what happened last night. I mean, that Fetterman-Dr. <laughs> Oz debate – uh, geez, alert. what kills me here, guys? The Philadelphia Inquirer, legacy newspaper, their editorial writers say that Fetterman won that debate last night. You're kidding. Me. I don't know what they're smoking. <laughs> You're kidding. Are you, are you serious? No, this is John Fund, our John Fund tweeting the Philadelphia Inquirer's editorial writers, columnists, and contributors collectively thought Fetterman performed better than Oz in the debate. 
seriously. Well, you would think that somebody, Matt, I think the guys that run uh, Atlanta Journal Constitution have, uh, some of them have moved to Philadelphia. We're used to where everything, Earth well, was accused of kick, kicking a, kicking a dog and it makes front page news and Raphael could barbecue the dog and eat it when you get in the newspaper. And it's just, it, this is where we've come in this, in this country now. It, you know, if Robert and I get on television and, and our polls are off by a point, we just get totally and completely uh, barbecued. But these guys are allowed to just to, to write the most inane stuff. No one with, with, with any amount of, of common sense would dare say that Fetterman won that debate. It's humanly impossible. I look, I, I, that's what I did for a living. I was a debate uh, um, uh, person with Newt Gingrich when he was first in Congress because I'd been a debate champion in high school. And, and, and anyone who's done political debate would have to score that as a huge win for us. I'm just totally, I'm, I, I had not heard this, to be honest with you, Todd, and I'm completely speechless that these people would be that brazen. Well, and, and here's the one thing about what happened last night that I think people need to understand. You know, when you look at how your, how your brain works, telling the truth is easy. You know, that's why, uh, you know, Forrest Gump was so clear in what he was saying. But when, when Fetterman was in a place where he had to lie and had to be creative, like not supporting fracking, that's when the machine stopped up. So you notice at every point that Fetterman had to not give the truth is when he froze. Because that ability to process information and come up with something that takes a little more brain power is where he doesn't have any power where he just doesn't have what it takes. So, And that was really apparent on the answer on fracking and a couple of other times about crime or what happened in his city. So when it was time to be clever and give an answer, that and something other than the truth, he can do it. As a matter of fact, we actually have that audio of uh, Fetterman on fracking. Cut number nine, guys. Mr. Oz, I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Oh, my goodness. Um, wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Guys, we're running out of time here, but I, real quick, I want to start with you, uh, Matt, and Robert will conclude with you. What are the? What do we need to be looking for? Early signs of a big win for Republicans. What do we need to be looking for? Uh, well, you're, you know, Georgia is sort of late getting their numbers in. You're going to be looking. I would be looking at some of the states that might count their votes fairly quickly on the East Coast. And, and I would use New Hampshire as an example. Uh, we think New Hampshire is a competitive seat. If the candidate there runs really strong, then you're going to see, a, like I said, a tsunami around the country. It's going to take longer to get the Georgia-type votes and the like. But the other thing I'd look at is Florida. They, they count their votes very quickly. If Rubio wins by more than five and if DeSantis wins by more than seven, then you can just expect a spillover all over the country because normally Florida is a fairly close race even when Republicans do win. I would definitely say the same thing. Uh, watch New Hampshire. Uh, if, if Bullock wins, then Katie bar the door. It's going to be a very big night for the Republicans. Uh, if it looks, cl- even if it even looks close all night within a, a few points in New York, 
you've got a big night. And then look at North Carolina. What will happen first in North Carolina is the research triangle. Those numbers will come in first, and rural North Carolina comes in later. And what we've seen historically is if they're not – if uh, Beasley's not sitting on about a 12-point lead when the research triangle comes in, that tells you North Carolina's going to go conservative again. And that that's a real good indicator. It's an early indicator. Just watch – Watch the, the Raleigh-Durham area, Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area. Look for those numbers. All right. A lot, of our du- a lot of our WSJS listeners out there and listening today. Uh, guys, we got to leave it there. Great stuff. And uh, I appreciate Hannity. Let me borrow you, you two. Uh, you're the best in the business. Thanks a lot, Matt. Thanks, Robert. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Matt Towery, Robert Cahaley, uh, two of the best pollsters in America. These guys get it right. And uh, you heard them say, we've got to be looking out early indicators, what's happening in New Hampshire, what ha- what's happening in Florida and North Carolina. Those could be the indicators for a huge wave on Election Day for Republicans. Got to take a break. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, folks, you heard you heard the guys on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line just a few moments ago. Uh, Patriot Mobile, a great sponsor of this show. And if you have not made the switch over, what are you waiting for? Come on. They, Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, and they have an incredible product, uh, not just for residential, but also for business service. And if you're a veteran or a first responder, they're going to give you some great discounts. By the way, use my promo code, Todd, and they're going to give you free premier activation. They're going to throw in a free gift as well. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. That is the website. That's PatriotMobile.com. Or give them a holler at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. You know, one of the things that I really love about those guys, they are they are fighting for school board, conservative school board members all over America. And I just think that's a pretty awesome thing. So get do me a favor, go check them out and uh, make that switch today. You're going to be so glad you did. All right, coming up in the next hour, uh, we're going to be talking with Dick Morris, and uh, we're going to be getting his intel. He's really concerned about the early voting numbers. I did not hear that concern um, from Matt Towery, I, I, and, and Matt would know if that is going to be a serious issue. But uh, we're going to see what Dick has to say about this uh, coming up a little bit later on in the next hour of the program. We're also going to be bringing you some uh, new political polling information and data, and we're going to be taking your calls as well, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. And in the meantime, head over to ToddSterns.com. Folks, we have some great free products for you. We have a lot of new listeners, and we'd love for you to go and get our daily newsletter as well as our podcast. Folks, we're going to have a record month on the podcast uh, this year, already surpassing a million downloads at this point. So uh, well done, all of you. All right, folks, hang in there. We've got Hour 3 coming up next. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Live. 
Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. And hello, America. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Big Show. So glad to have you with us today. And I'm very honored that you have chosen to hang out with us noon to 3 Eastern here on this radio program. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We just got some breaking news, and, and I wanted to share this with you. Because it's good news, and we need as much good news as we can get these days. We've been telling you the story of Coach Joe Kennedy for a number of years. He was fired for taking a knee at a high school football game, not to protest the flag, but to pray. And that case made its way all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Coach Kennedy. And this one man who is... um, Quite frankly, uh, he is not a an orator. He is not um, somebody who enjoys the public's uh, spotlight. Um, he is um, a coach. That's what he does. He's a Marine veteran. Grew up, had a rough life, found the Lord. He was inspired by a movie called Facing the Giants from our friends the Kendrick Brothers. And through that inspiration, he felt called to pray after every game at the 50-yard line. Well, he was fired from his job, and the breaking news is that the school district in Washington State is going to reinstate Coach Kennedy. Uh, They're also asking for back pay, and uh, we're going to see how that goes, but I say that Coach Kennedy is due every single penny of that. So good for you, Coach Joe Kennedy. And it's a lesson, really, I mean, for all of us, that, you know, many of us are going to face those situations in our lives. And I've, I've faced those situations where you have to make a choice. Do you stand on what you believe in, or do you swallow real hard and you just, you know, you take it? And you have a choice to make. Everybody has a choice to make. And sometimes that choice is, do you fight or do you stand down? And Coach Kennedy taught all of us that if you take a stand and if the cause is in fact righteous, then you're going to win at the end of the day. Even if you don't get a Supreme Court victory, you're still going to win because you followed you followed your conscience. And so I congratulations, Coach. Just a good, salt-of-the-earth, decent man. And we wish him the very best. And here's for a great football season there in Bremerton, Washington. And uh, let's just hope and pray that many others follow the coach's lead. You know, it's interesting. Because of that one man taking a stand, every football coach in America can now pray with their teams. How about that? Carrie Lake, by the way, she was asked about the NFL. You know, the, they hate her. The, the media hates And you know why they really hate Carrie Lake? Because she was one of them. And they know that they know how good she is, how effective she is at communicating her message to the to the public, to the people. So the question was, what happens if she becomes governor? She says, day one, she declares an invasion. I have no doubt she, I have no doubt that she's going to do that. Well, she was asked about that, and she was asked, well, what happens if the NFL threatens to move the Super Bowl? And she said, you know what? I don't care. I don't answer to the Super Bowl. I answer to the people of Arizona. Cut number two. 
let's jump then to the fallout. We know that there's been a history in Arizona with SB 1070 with boycotts in Arizona. We know the Super Bowl at one time was pulled over the Martin Luther King law. You're going to you would be inaugurated. You would be sworn in a month from the Super Bowl being here. If the NFL were to threaten, they're going to pull the Super Bowl if you do that. Would it make you waver in your decision? You want to tell me that a bunch of football teams owned by billionaires are okay with fentanyl pouring across our border at a record level, killing our young people. Number one killer right now is fentanyl, 18 to 45. It's killing a generation of people. If the NFL is okay with that, then they got to do some soul searching. I don't think the NFL is that stupid. I really don't. So you're, you we wouldn't be concerned about it. We want to sure that we're stopping the cartels. Okay. No, I'm not concerned. Okay. The people of Arizona is who I work for. And that's why I'm here with you today, Mike. This is a job interview. This should have been a debate, and we are doing a job interview. And you, the people of Arizona, are the hiring agent. I will be working for you. And unfortunately, my opponent doesn't have the courage and doesn't have the respect for the people of Arizona to show up here, sit on this stage, and take these same questions. But I'm not going to be taking marching orders from the NFL. I'm taking marching orders from the people of Arizona who are tired of their children getting their hands on the most deadly drug this country's ever seen. Mike, I, I talk to parents all the time. The hardest thing in the world is having a mother come up to you and tell you that she lost her 19-year-old because he took a pill. He took one pill. He didn't know it was a fentanyl pill. He didn't know it came from Mexico, from the cartels. He's gone. Think about what we, and think about out there what you have accomplished since you were 19. There's no amount of money that can ever bring a child back who's lost his life to fentanyl. And the thing is, we don't have to have these senseless deaths. We're being poisoned by the cartels and the CCP. The communist regime out of China is behind this. And if you don't think that they can take down a civilization and a country over drugs, with drugs, then you need to do a history lesson. And you've got to look at the opium wars. They brought down dynasties with drugs, and they're trying to bring this country down. I am a mama bear at heart, and I will fight tooth and nail to protect our children. I don't want to have to face another parent who's lost a 17-year-old son, a 19-year-old daughter, a 20-year-old daughter. We're losing our future, Mike. And so if the NFL has a problem with that, they're going to have to uh, lick their wounds because we are going to secure our border in Arizona. Good for you, Carrie Lake. Good for you. You go. She's very effective at what she does, ladies and gentlemen, very effective. So anyway, that that race pretty much in the bag for Carrie Lake. Uh, we're going to keep you updated on that poll. Uh, data also looking good in Ohio. J.D. Vance, uh, according to the latest Fox News polling, is now leading over Tim Ryan in that race as well. So it's, again, looking like a, a red tsunami could be sweeping across the United States of America. 844-747-8868. Ladies of the Todd Stearns radio program listening audience, among the most beautiful and intelligent in all of America. You know, Grace Baker, we could actually put together a, a calendar of, I don't know, Starnes Beauties. We just got a good-looking audience. Uh, this is true, but Starnes Beauties is a little weird. Oh, I don't know. Well, Barker, Bob Barker had them on Price is Right. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah. Barker's Beauties? Yeah. Barker's. Okay. All I'm saying uh, listen, is, okay. we're, no, we're just very proud of our, we're very proud of our awesome audience. This is true. That's all I'm trying to say. 
So anyway, I'm curious to know from the ladies of the, the audience, so what are the issues that are compelling them to vote? Because they're going to be a key factor in a Republican victory in, in the fall. Can I add my two cents? Add your two cents, Grace Baker. Crime. That's my number one thing. Is that right? Crime. Crime is it. Keep me safe. As you and I were talking, somebody got carjacked at a gas station yes. in Memphis. I yes. mean, that's how bad it is. That's I'm like, crime, keep me safe. That's all I'm asking for. All right. So what say you, ladies and gentlemen, what is the issue that is compelling you to go and vote on Election Day? Grace Baker says it's crime, 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. Well, look, we have been raising money all this month for Alliance Defending Freedom. They are doing an incredible amount of great work in this country, raising money. We're raising money so they can fight for religious liberty. They can fight for people like, for example, you know, Coach Joe Kennedy we just mentioned. Uh, They represent all of these people free of charge. And that's one of the reasons why it is so important that we stand alongside Alliance Defending Freedom. The last three days of the campaign, and folks, we are in urgent need of your help. If you have not donated, I hope you go to ToddSterns.com and check and click on that ADF banner. ADF, get this, they get over 500 requests every month for free legal help. And it usually imply it involves religious freedom and the First Amendment. One of those requests came from Austin, Texas, the fire department chaplain, Dr. Andrew Fox, who says he was fired for, by, by the, who says he was fired for saying men should not compete against women in sports on his personal blog. Now, ADF lawyer Ryan Bangert says that's why ADF has now filed legal action against the city of Austin. Now, we filed this lawsuit. We have alleged violations of Dr. Fox's First Amendment right to free speech, right to exercise his religious freely, as well as rights under the Texas Constitution. And this is a situation where the city of Austin demanded that Dr. Fox recant his beliefs in order to keep his job. That is not the job of government institutions to tell Americans how to think, especially outside of work. So Alliance Defending Freedom, they never charge a dime for anybody, including Chaplain Fox. But that's because their legal costs are defrayed by generous tax-deductible donations from people like you. And we've only got three days left for you to help my campaign, $20,000. Call our new phone number right now to give a helping hand, 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. Or you can go to ToddStearns.com, click on the Alliance Defending Freedom banner. Your first gift to ADF will be matched by a generous friend of ADF, so whatever you can donate is instantly doubled. All right, I want to go to the phones here. Serena in Maine has called in, listening to us on WLOB. And Serena, I'm curious, what is the big issue for you on Election Day? My children. I want to protect my children. I want education to be transformed. Um, They are our future. They're America's most valuable asset. And the damage being done to our children has has been just terrible. The, every, everything that's happened in the past few years uh, has has not, nobody's put children first. And now, I mean, now we're paying for it. Now we're seeing the damage and how far it's gone. But it's gone on 
far too long. It's gone on before COVID. It's it's been creeping in the school systems. It's been creeping in and seeping into our societies. And um, you know, it, it's um, basically getting the CCP out of our schools and um, giving parents back the power. Um, my kids have been homeschooled for many years. Um, when they decided to go to school, I was just disappointed in the education system. Um, and then, you know, all signs were red flags, get your kids back out of school. So, you know, I mean, we're back to homeschooling, couldn't be happier, but um, it's, it's, it's what we have to fight for. It really is. I, I love that, Serena, and I think a lot of other moms are just like you. They just want to protect their kids, and we've seen that passion show up at so many school board meetings, uh, especially over the past couple of years. So so I say God bless you, and you don't back down. You stand up and uh, be that great mama bear, as uh, what Sarah Palin once said. Uh, thank you so much, Serena, and uh, we really appreciate you listening to us on WLOB. Folks, we've got to take a break now. When we come back, going right back to your calls, what's the issue? Moms, what's the issue? Ladies, dads, what's the issue that's sending you to the ballot box on Election Day? This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Happy to have you with us today. Coming up in just a little while, a little while, Dick Morris is going to drop by from Newsmax TV. Let's go to the phones. WLOB, our radio station in the great state of Maine. Gunnery on the line. Hey, Gunnery, what's on your mind? Hey, listen, Todd. One of the biggest things in the election up here this year is NOAA is setting down regulations that's going to destroy the lobster industry up here. And we're fighting them all the way. So you're uh, talking about the National uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Is, is that what we're talking yeah. about here? What are they doing? Well, basically, they're claiming that the lobster men have been killing right whales. Look, uh, we've interviewed over like 200 lobster men that have never even seen a right whale, let alone kill one. But what's behind it is the climate change people. They want to put windmills out in the Gulf of Maine. And they're bound and determined they're going to do it. And it's a huge fight up here during this election. And the people of Maine need to stand up for the lobster industry, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so wait, wait, wait. So this is insane because, by and large, I, I mean, it's a huge industry for you guys. Um, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Do you have one or two companies, or is this pretty much uh, just local fishermen? Who's going to be impacted by this? Well, it's uh, the Maine Lobster Association. Lobster Men Association is fighting it. But we need the Attorney General up here to file a suit against NOAA, just like they did in West Virginia against the EPA. Now, if you want to talk more about this, you might want to get a hold of Ray Richardson here, buddy, because we're fighting like hell up here to save the uh, lobster industry. And I'll tell you, we can't afford to lose it in the state of Maine. All right, Gunnery, we're going to check in with Ray and find out. We'll get more details, and uh, you know, whatever we can do to help you guys out, we're going to do it. Uh, look, I, I mean, we want you guys to have a, a job, uh, Gunnery, but uh, we also love our lobster too. So we got to have both. So uh, that's outrageous. So uh, we'll get in touch with Ray, and we'll find out what's going on. 
Now, that's interesting because what Goddard just said is that's going to be a big issue for people in the state of Maine, not necessarily a big issue for the people down in Georgia. So there could be some localized issues that are compelling people to get out and, and vote. I'm very curious to hear you folks from you folks in Nevada on the Nevada Talk Network. Uh, the big race there with Laxalt, who is doing very well, uh, Senator Tim Scott, I caught a little bit of the Hannity Town Hall. Uh, it was either last night or night before last. Um, I cannot remember now. It's, uh, the days are all a fog, Grace Baker. But anyway, um, Laxalt seems to be doing really well there uh, in Nevada. By the way, uh, Breitbart is reporting that Gloria Allred is – going to be holding some sort of an oppress event. Gloria Allred is now is now accusing Herschel Walker of of another there's another woman and I'm going to read this story to you from Breitbart. Uh, Gloria Allred prepares Zoom call with another anonymous woman accusing Herschel Walker of aiding an abortion. That's all the information we have right now. There's going to be a press conference today, and we'll monitor that. Can I just say, again, there comes a point where the voters, these things do not matter. Now, look, Herschel Walker explained all of this, and if if in fact this turns out to be accurate and it was before Herschel Walker found the Lord and, and, and steered himself down a new path, then this is old news. So I don't think there's a lot here, folks, and that's the way it is with Gloria Allred, and she's always out there and um, at the last minute trying to stage some sort of an upset by bringing out a woman and making accusations. There's an M.O. here, and we have seen this over and over and over again. Uh, Folks in Georgia, is this really even going to move the needle for you? It seems to me, as uh, Towery said during the last hour, people have already made up their minds. They already know who they're going to vote for, and it really doesn't matter unless somebody goes out into the middle of Peach Street, sh- Street and shoots a puppy. All right, got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, let's get to the phones real quick here. Mark in the Villages wants to weigh in on Herschel Walker and the Fetterman debate. Hey, Mark, what's going on? Hey, Todd, good, good night. Oops, oops, I'm sorry. Good night. Good grief. Todd, it, see, it seems those Democrats running against the Republicans have a touch of fight. And to think Herschel Walker was worried about being on stage, I feel sorry for the sign language readers providing and um fetterman yeah thoughts and prayers for them mark uh, thoughts and prayers and you were talking earlier about the republicans being you know you know trusting they, they trust the republicans more than they do trump i'm like i don't trust a lot of the darn republicans you know a lot of them a lot of them are rhinos you know to begin with and um today i'm going to vote for desantis and rubio you know I don't like to vote for anyone that doesn't say if they're Republican or Democrat. On the ballots, it says 
you know, would you reelect so and so? I go look them up, and it doesn't say if they're Republican or Democrat. So I don't even I don't even vote for them, and I won't. If they can't give me their affiliation, then why vote for them? Uh, Mark, it is a it's a brilliant observation, and it's a great point you make. And it's kind of like you know a lot of these churches they don't like to mention what denomination they are. You know, they just kind of like put out the you know the the journey church or whatever. You know, I kind of want to know what flavor of denomination I'm getting. So just be honest yeah. with this. If you're Baptist, Methodist, whatever, and the same thing goes if you're a Republican or or a Democrat. I mean, come on. So, Mark, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Mark, appreciate the call. We've got to skedaddle here. A good hearing from you, sir. Um, America's friendliest hometown, by the way, uh, the Villages. We're working to get uh, Dick Morris, but if we don't, we'll grab him on the uh, program tomorrow. It's Everybody's going crazy today. I, don't, I do not know why, but uh, it's, uh, it's just one of those days. So, again, uh, you know, Mark raises an interesting point. Um, we're having a conversation about the school board races. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of these school board races are actually nonpartisan. So you can't run as a Republican or a Democrat, and you can't tell people they're just nonpartisan races. But there's been a movement afoot to make those actually partisan races. So you know if you're voting for a Republican or voting for a Democrat. And I'm wondering how you guys feel about that. Is is that something you would like to see? Would you like to know the political flavor of your school board members? Because in a lot of instances, a lot of instances, when you have these races, someone you think is a conservative is, in fact, not a conservative. And if you've got this, and the latest craze is this social-emotional learning that's going on, that's, that's code for what it used to be called, which is critical race theory. So... You need to understand that just because a name has changed doesn't mean the ideology or the teaching has changed. And if you've got a school district, and listen up, moms and dads, if you've got a school district that's teaching kids about social-emotional learning, you need to get down to your local school board. You need to see, demand to see the curriculum and see what they're filling the minds, the mushy minds of America's children with. 844-747-8868. Let's go to Florida. Dora on the line. Dora, what's going on? Hey, Todd. Hanging out with you again today on the porch. Um, This this thing on Herschel Walker really, they can kiss my grits. You know, it reminds me of what they did to Clarence Thomas. And they did this in the ninth hour to Brett Kavanaugh. It's just dirty Democratic politics. It is, Dora, and, and that was a, what do they call it, a high-tech lynching of Clarence Thomas. And that's exactly what they're trying to do to any black conservative, black Republican candidate out there. Absolutely. And it, 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 it's just their playbook. It's a page out of their playbook, you know. They groom these images that have great hair and great teeth, and they put them up there like they made that bartender AOC into some Christian Dior icon. But they did this for years with all of the great Democratic uh, uh, leadership. If you look at them, they're all groomed, and they have image consultants. And we need plain-spoken people, and Herschel is that. So I'm behind Herschel all the way. Dora, I have a theory about this, and it... I suspect when a Democrat like a Herschel Walker or 
whoever, um, Diamond and Silk, Larry Elder, anyone who leaves the Democrat plantation, that's when you really get to see the true nature of the Democrat, because I believe in their heart of hearts, they're all racist. I, I truly believe that. I don't believe they have repented from the evil sin of racism that has stained the Democrat Party. And I and, and so when one of these folks actually says, wait a second, there's a better way than um, – they all all of a sudden they become a pariah and i think ultimately that's the racism coming out when they attack people like herschel walker as we're seeing happen now i agree with you todd it reminds me of senator bird and biden was close friends with bird and that guy was in the ku klux klan and the democrats have a real sin on their hands and they cannot possibly support black candidates when they go after our black conservative candidates ruthlessly the way they do. And by Joe Biden's own admission, he used to love having lunch with the segregationists. So back in the day, Dora, got to run. God bless you. And thanks for listening. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. A great American patriot joins us, DickMorris.com, author of an incredibly popular book called The Return. Dick, hope you're doing well today. I'm doing well, but my name is actually Dick Morris, not DickMorris.com. <laughs> <laughs> my mother, you know, it was 1947. She didn't know about the internet. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, Dick, we're 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 so glad that you're on the on the program. And I, I read a column you had written uh, earlier about early voting, and specifically, yeah. you are sounding the alarm bells. What's going on? Why should we be alarmed? Well, um, in 2020, we were massacred with with uh, early voting. Um, one of the reasons the election appeared to be stolen and may well have been is that we went into election day and the election day voters voted overwhelmingly for Trump, but they couldn't close the gap that had been opened in early voting. And the early voting ballots were opened afterwards. And, uh, Trump's lead vanished, whether by cheating or by actual fact. The, the, and now that's happening again. Uh, of the 12 million ballots that have been cast as of this morning, uh, 49% of them were Democrats by party registration and 32% were Republicans. The rest, uh, were unaffiliated. So, uh, it looked, we don't know how they voted. Some of the Democrats could have vote, voted Republican. But it sure looks like the same pattern is, is, is taking place here. In my book, The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback, I make the point that beyond the issue of cheating or not, the Democrats changed the whole way elections were run in the United States. And those changes are permanent. Uh, 26 million more people voted than had voted the year before. And uh, the early voting accounted for a lot of that. And uh, the Republican Party doesn't really do a lot of early voting work. They remind me of the baseball team that sits back and waits for the three-run homer. And as the Braves and the Yankees can tell you, that doesn't always work. And uh, if we wait until Election Day to vote, uh, they were all, we usually experience a 5 to 10% fall-off. And this year, with these races on my razor's edge, we can't afford to do that. Uh, you know, people really intend to vote, but they, they get sick or the kids get the flu or, um, you know, or in some states it snows, and uh, and they unforeseen developments stop them from being able to vote. You know, stuff happens. And if you have a an early vote, 
you can come back the next day and do it. But if it's down to the wire of election day, you've got no option. So it's really, really important that our people get out and vote now as early as the law permits in the states. Now, I know a lot of people are worried about fraud in early voting, but that's mainly mail-in votes. If you show up in person and vote in person, the odds of fraud are very small. Dick, you've been in this business a very long time, and I'm wondering from where we are now, how do you think things are shaping up for a big Republican win on Election Day? Well, they're wonderful. They're magnificent. I'm just worried about the early voting, but uh, it's incredible. Uh, I think last night we clinched control of the Senate. I think that Oz completely defeated Fetterman. And, uh, you know, even if it wasn't a knockout, it would be a technical knockout because the guy couldn't utter an English sentence, Fetterman. And uh, I think that, that that seat is now likely to be Republican, which means we will have held all 50 seats going into the election because North Carolina with Bud and Ohio with Vance are now looking pretty good. So the issue now is how many seats we take away. And the best takeaway is Laxalt in Nevada, who uh, is now five ahead. He's been two or three ahead, but he really blew out a good read. And uh, then there's Walker in Georgia. And uh, Walker has been moving up. He did well in the debate. And uh, it looks to me as if it'll go into a runoff. And if it does, when you look at the people who are undecided, who didn't vote for Warnock or didn't vote for Walker in the last poll, uh, they are uh, 80% white. And uh, Walker is winning 70% of the white vote. So that probably means we'll win any runoff that we have. And I still have high hopes for Arizona, where Masters is one or two behind, but he's been doing very well. And uh, then you come into some of the uh, some of the outlying seats. The trend here is so strong that I wouldn't write off Connecticut or Colorado or Washington State. In other words, I think we're right now. I clinched. I think we've clinched twenty-one, fifty-one seats, and uh, we could have fifty-two with. Uh, with Walker, we could have 53 with Masters in Arizona. We could get 54 or 55 with, with Connecticut and uh, Colorado. And in the House, I think we're looking at north of 50. The key thing in this race was that the Democrats put all of their eggs in one basket, abortion. Yeah. They gave up on inflation and unemployment and, um, and um, immigration and crime and everything was about abortion. And the Republican candidates have learned that with one sentence, you can end the debate and dismiss the issue, which is, I won't change my state's abortion law. And since most of these races at the Senate, uh, they simply say, like Oz did last night, I oppose any federal mandate telling states what to do on this issue. And that immediately dis- discards the entire Democratic campaign and all umpteen million dollars they spent selling that message. It just dismisses it. And uh, the Republicans have been doing that, and it leaves the Democrats with absolutely no issue. They talk about January 6th or the danger of, uh, of uh, political violence. So they talk about uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago documents and stuff, but they have nothing to say. And uh, it's becoming evident that they have nothing to say. And the way midterm elections go is that they get the tip at the end uh, because People spend every day thinking of who they're going to vote for for president. 
but the Senate and governor and certainly Congress, they don't. It's only as they actually approach the election. And it's like a curveball in baseball. It starts to break slowly, and then it breaks a foot or two when it comes over the plate. And I think the, the trend is now breaking decisively in the Republican favor, and I think we're going to have quite an election night. It's it's going to be fascinating, and uh, Dick, we really appreciate your analysis. I got to tell you, we I know we had you on to talk about your book um, back when it came out, it debuted, right. um, and it's just you're crushing it. And Dick, I, I don't know, you know, your religious background, but you could be a modern day prophet because a lot of the things you're predicting have already started to come true. Well, something between St. Francis and Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to love to. We would love to get you back on uh, because uh, I do want to talk more about some of the uh, you know what happens next and where we're going from here. And folks, well, Dick, I just, yeah. I just wrote a column. Just wrote a column that said Biden going 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 gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think that Hillary will get into the race. I write about that in my book. So. Next time I come on, let's talk about it. All right, Dick and Morris. Next time I yeah. come on, you hold me accountable for these predictions. Uh, this is yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking your odds here. This is uh, okay. this is pretty good. Uh, Dick Morris, ladies and gentlemen, DickMorris.com is his website, and you can read that uh, powerful column, Biden going, going, gone, and get yourself a copy of the Return Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. Dick, always good hearing from you. We'll see you on Newsmax. Thank you, Todd. All right. Great American right there. And you saw him many years on Fox News Channel back when I was at Fox. And now he's over at Newsmax and I'm at Newsmax. So we're all sort of migrating over in that direction. Okay. 844-747-8868. Dick Morris feeling good, folks. Uh, Matt Towery, we had him on earlier. The pollsters that we trust, the pundits that we uh, believe in, they're all predicting huge wins for Republicans on Election Day. We'll be right back. for voting this election cycle is to elect Republicans to the House and to the Senate who will hold the Biden crime family, the lawless Biden crime family, accountable for their alleged crimes against our nation. We as American citizens can no longer turn a blind eye to this incredibly awful behavior coming from this family. Uh, there you go. Uh, Connor from Boston uh, leaving us a note, a message on our shout mat function. I love that thing. Uh, you can give us a shout out if you'd like to over on our app. You say, how do I get that? Go to our live show blog and uh, you'll see the app link there and uh, you can just download the app and uh, we'll make all that happen. You can leave us a message just like Connor did. I'm, I'm sort of just somewhat distracted here. Uh, the <laughs> hashtag Fetterneck is trending on social media. I mean, that really is a large, bulbous thing on the back of his uh, neck. I, I don't know what it is. Anyway, even CNN said, wow, geez, that was painful. Cut 13. Why would you say that voters should be more concerned about, say, Mehmet Oz, including his problematic abortion answer, than John Fetterman, including his problematic fracking answer and his health issues? 
Well, Brianna, those are exactly the sorts of things <clears throat> that Pennsylvanians will be weighing in the just 12 days left of campaigning before the midterm elections. I watched the debate last night. It was hard to watch, frankly. Oh, it was hard to watch. It was painful. But again, that was the best the Democrats had in the entire Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. That was the cream of the crop, a, st- a stroke survivor. And we wish him a full and speedy recovery. But he has not recovered just yet. And it doesn't sound like there's, I, I don't know. It is what it is. You know what? I think it's just best to wrap this up by quoting the words of Mr. Fetterman himself, cut number 10, please. As lieutenant governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. That's What can I say? Uh, folks, we're doing this all over again tomorrow. We're checking in with Senator Marsha Blackburn. She's out on the campaign trail. She's been campaigning for a lot of candidates across the nation, and we're going to check in with her. We'll be taking your calls as well. And in the meantime, be sure to check out ToddStarns.com. Click on that Alliance Defending Freedom banner, folks. Let's give some money and help these good people out. We'll see you tomorrow, America. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.